0: Welcome to another edition of Practitioner Radio, Pink Elephant's podcast for the IT management community.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Hi, this is Practitioner Radio, episode 59. 59, Troy. Whoa, yeah, with me, by the way, is Troy de Moulin from Pink Elephant. I'm George Spalding, the executive vice president at Pink. And we're at 59, which means, Troy, by the way, if we do enough of these in the next few months, this will reach my age Oh my gosh. Yes.
2: Are we sure we're that close?
1: We we we're <laughs> not funny, Troy, not funny. All right. By the way, Troy, of course as you well know and our listeners now are about to find out, we have a special guest with us today. Absolutely. We have a an, we and as Troy, if those of regular listeners of this realize that Troy is the smart guy of the two of us, so we have an an even smarter guy named Mike Orson. Now, Mike has been doing lean principles for 20 years, over 20 years, and he's been doing lean IT for nearly 10 years, and he's the co-author of the Lean IT book, which is like on Troy's shelf and on his desk and on his laptop and on his, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's my lean Bible. I've got it in my hands here, and this is Mike and Stephen. Uh, we, we, actually, we got to know you, Mike, through this book, uh, and you, you know, the fact that you were awarded the Shingo Prize in 2011 was outstanding. So, you know, this is probably the book, if there's any in the industry, would be the de facto on lean IT.
1: So if I want to know about lean IT, this is the book I get. Is that what you're telling me?
2: That, that's I believe that's one of the core books out there on the subject. Was
1: that a yes?
2: Yes. Thank you.
1: That's okay. a yes. Good.
0: That's a yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Troy. God, I'm worried about you, son whenever one syllable it, it depends whenever, george whenever, it depends. no 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 don't say <laughs> that whenever one syllable would do troy will give you a paragraph okay we're moving on all right so what's our topic this uh this show troy
2: well so you know the reason we have mike here is because we want to talk about lean it and uh, this is an interesting subject because this is an area where a best practice approach to improvement and efficiency and effectiveness, basically value generation, has come from a business perspective through the Toyota production system and the, you know, the classic manufacturing context and is now being applied to an IT principle. Now, that being the case, that application is not without its bumps on the road because, you know, we're, we're used to delivering to the business. We're
1: not used to receiving something
2: from them. And there's a lot of challenges with that.
1: So when you say receiving from the business, what I'm I'm confused. What exactly are we receiving from the business? I, I don't get that.
2: Okay, well, let me also qualify. When I say the business, we're all the business. And simply the IT component within the business has typically been on its own, left on its own, defend for itself, in the monster in the basement, but now is being asked to kind of be a partner at the table be a part of the value stream of the business value generation to the outside market and now they're being asked to apply some of the practices that the business units have been doing for years around lean effectiveness and that's being driven from the business unit to IT and that's
1: that's a challenge for a lot of IT psyche. Okay, so so since we have Mike with us, who's the lean guy, so uh, Mike, um, it, it's possible that folks who are listening to this are not familiar with what lean principles are. So if you could
0: give me the elevator definition of lean principles, that would be good. Sure, I'd be I'd be happy to, George. The best way to think of lean is how we can create value to the customer with the least amount of effort required. So basically what we're doing is driving it, doing the work right and complete and accurate the first time, that's quality. We want to do it in the least amount of time necessary, that's delivery time. And through that, through a focus on quality and delivery time, we get what we call flow. So we're flowing information, we're flowing services, we're flowing product to the customer, uh, and that's really it. So it's 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 really about that focus. Okay.
2: It also requires you to get on the scales and uh, to basically do a self assessment of
1: your current practices for, dare I say it, waste. What do you uh, hold it a minute? This getting on the scales things has bad connotations in my particular.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no one likes to get on the lean scale. I don't want to get on the
1: lean scale. What the hell is that? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: So, you know, I think uh, Troy's, Troy's absolutely right. The, the starting point for uh, most organizations is a, a major dose of reality. And that dose of reality comes in the form of an assessment. The assessment can be done as a self-assessment, but they're usually much more valuable when they're done with outside eyes that have no bias and no baggage in the message. And basically, the assessment looks at the maturity of the organization in terms of understanding, not just understanding lean concepts, but applying them and practicing them. So lean is really about a changed behavior. It's about daily problem solving. It's about transparency of issues. It's about alignment between leadership management and associates. And uh, in in lean IT organizations, it's a different atmosphere. You've got the same intense work in every IT shop, but it's an atmosphere of, uh, first of all, there's no fear. And there's a, a sense of a kind of a shared purpose among the team that I think a lot of organizations have been trying to get, but uh, they don't know how.
2: See, that's actually one of the challenges, the no fear concept. That is a general principle.
1: I was I was curious about that too. Yeah, what does that exactly mean?
2: Well, we live in a political free world where no one has to watch their back. And that's one of the problems with the IT world, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Troy. In many environments, uh, the organizations that I work with It's better to to look good than to be good. And I was working in Australia last year at a large multinational bank. They had a great term for it. They called it blowing sunshine upstairs. (laughs) Nice. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? I said, can you please help me understand what you mean by that term? And they said, well, you know, the further up in the organization we go, the, uh, the more we blow sunshine. There are no problems, everything is fine, everything is just great. But the further uh, into the organization we go, closer to the to the work, uh, we know that we're completely screwed and we've got huge problems and we don't have a solution in sight. And uh, I, I just love that term uh, because it, it really sums up many organizations. I can tell you just how lean an organization is in pretty short order, not by looking at the tools or the techniques or the value stream maps or anything like that. It's by the culture. It's, it's what you feel when you go into the organization. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of organizations, are, are the politics are such that it's, it's better to, to look good and say the right things than it is to be honest.
2: So this is this is key actually because there's a there's a term uh, George called uh, gemba or go to gemba in in lean in which it's Japanese and there's a lot of Japanese you learn when you start getting into this which means you have to go down to the grassroots and get to the source and actually see what's happening at the, at the ground level you can't trust the ivory tower
1: so uh, so this fear and factor and this political. Th- uh, description that you just gave. Does this lead us to the to the topic that, that we're talking about, really, which is not just lean, but buy-in by the leadership? Because what you're saying is the leadership has no clue of what's really going on. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. And this is thin ice, because obviously if you arrive on on, on the beach and you say, the first thing I'd like to explain to you Dear leaders, is that you're clueless.
2: Baby's ugly. Now, li-
0: now listen to what we have to say, because this is so important, and you'll thank us later. <laughs> it doesn't work.
1: That's
2: not, that's not a way you know, to win friends and influence
0: people, is it?
1: <laughs> career-limiting move is what it sounds like to me.
0: It really is. I mean, they will say, who the hell is this person? They can, they can leave right now. And I hope we're not paying for this service because if I want this kind of abuse, I can get it at home.
2: <laughs> Which is the only place they will get it, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Particularly, the as emperor leaders. has no clothes, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying
1: to figure out as a consultant whether I could come in and say that, and I'm just not sure whether that would be a long-term engagement. No,
2: it probably would. But you know, this that this is one of the challenges. Is that and you put it that way, Mike? Is that it has to be a lot of trust in a lean exercise, yes. and that trust has to start at the top. Yeah,
0: and the the best experiences. I've had have been with CIOs and CFOs who trust me, either because I've worked with them in the past at another organization or somebody they trust has said, you, you know, Mike's the real thing, you can work with him. But you're absolutely right, Troy. If, if, if you're pretty much a stranger and you've been allocated a couple of hours with the executive team or with the, the IT leadership team, Uh, You really can't go there. And what that leads to is what I call a bottom-up, top-enabled, successful transformation. And this, maybe you've heard the term guerrilla lean before. Guerrilla lean is this idea that, well, maybe we can't get the CIO on board, but we do have uh, the service desk manager. He's quite interested in lean. Or we do have the infrastructure director, and she's very interested in lean. So what we'll do is we'll do guerrilla lean. We'll fly under the radar. The, the, the CIO doesn't necessarily sign off on it or participate in it, but we'll start doing lean projects deeper in the IT organization wherever there's a willing group of folks. And this is that bottom-up approach. And some people call it guerrilla lean because it's like guerrilla warfare. You're kind of hiding in the jungle, getting things done.
1: So we, we've we've used that same concept in, in various discussions in the world of ITIL. Uh, we called it basically developing a center of excellence, but it's basically
0: just an island of excellence is what it ends up being. Exactly, yeah. And the, the problem with this approach is, in the end, it causes... In, credible conflicts and it ends up hurting people because the people that are the early adopters that get on the on the bus that even deliver measurable results, they're often smacked down later when leadership says we're not going in that direction or, they're just in conflict when they're told that, you know, why haven't they been spending more time on another priority and who told them that this was a priority? So sometimes they can get caught in the middle.
2: Sometimes I also refer to that, George, as the idle and stealth mode, right? We, we Basically, you improve the world that you have influence and scope over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the key to that, so you're not in that situation that you just mentioned, Mike, is that you have to also be a good marketer. You have to be able be able to get recognition and represent the improvements you've made, and get a moment in time where you can sell up, which would give you the ability to have that moment of conversation that allows you to sell this
0: upward, that gives you the latitude to go horizontal. Exactly, and that that's what I what I meant when I said bottom up, top enabled. Yeah. Usually, I'd say in seventy five percent of the opportunities you're not going to get the, the C-level uh, leadership holding hands and saying, let's go with a company-wide Lean IT initiative and let's do it right. And doing it right is, uh, we can talk about that in a second, but doing that right is all about leadership, not just buy-in, but leadership commitment and what they have to do. And I can describe that in a minute. But often Troy's approach is the only approach, and that is go into stealth mode, go with the willing, but pick projects that are going to be your poster child. In other words, rapid, quick successes that we can hold up to leadership to say, have we got your attention now? This is real. And if we're not, if 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 you don't kind of have that strategy, that we'd like to go top enabled to begin with, but if that's not, if that's a non-starter, then we go bottom up. We go into stealth mode, and then once we have a good story to tell, we get leadership's attention.
2: You know, lean actually kind of fits this model because you know when you think about a kaizen effort, a focused improvement, you can talk about kaizens at an individual my life level. I can think about a Kaizen activity at a, my department that I manage. I can think about it at a project. I can even think about it at a system perspective, you know, larger context. But you can focus right down at the individual uh,
0: using lean principles. Very true. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fractal concept. It, I think it, the model, I know the model works at every level, level, enterprise level, organizational level, department, team, individual. It's just a, a, a beautiful a set of principles and tools. But, you know, if we back up a second, we, we started this conversation talking about gaining leadership buy-in. And it, it may be obvious, but people, I think, need to just hear why leadership is just so critical. It, it turns out, and I know this will come as a great surprise to, to all our listeners, that people say and do exactly what their bosses focus on most frequently.
1: I'm shocked, I'm totally shocked. It's shocking. totally
0: shocking. Yeah. If you're not sitting down, you're probably on the floor. You need to pick yourself up right now. But it's it's ironic that, that millions are spent, incredible sums of money and effort and energy and focus and time are spent on lean initiatives, often in other parts of the business, you know, certainly on the manufacturing side, even in the office side. And eventually what happens is, if bosses don't know their role and haven't committed and they're not supporting it, uh, the whole thing unravels. And uh, some I've, I've seen some estimates that less than 5% of lean transformations truly transform the culture. They have measurable results, but it's not a game changer they're they're more of the same company doing lean things than they are a lean company there's a there's a major difference between the two
1: what i wanted to ask was both you and Troy in the last few minutes here brought up you said that you have the, the a successful guerrilla lean application would be somebody who can get management's attention really quickly and say this is real and this is why i'm why i want to do this and why we're doing it and this is a quick win and this is just the tip of the iceberg and then troy brought up the concept of marketing the results right on a guerrilla lean uh, implementation or whatever we would call that yes um so what would that what would marketing the results or getting management's attention? What would that look like?
2: I have a thought. Uh, I'll run this by you, by you, Mike. Uh, so, how I often think about this, because you know, from our context, we're involved in improving service management practices based on frameworks like ITIL or COBIT, and that those frameworks have a lot of effective information about how to do the things right right mm-hmm. this is you know if if it was an ideal world this would be the best practice and this was the good way to do it so that's really kind of an effectiveness conversation mm-hmm. lean though to me is doing the right things at the right level at the right level of depth and or complexity so right sizing this conversation making sure that the efficiency question is also being asked when We're designing and deploying processes. So if you are not looking at both the effective and efficiency question, Mr. Senior Leader, you can often over-design, over-architect, over-deploy processes that are actually more bureaucratic than you need. So without the lean lens coming down in front of the ITIL book, you can basically get yourself into a pretty difficult situation.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with everything you said. In terms of marketing, what's worked for me is, we'll go into an organization, and quite often the organization wants to start in the area of help desk. Our service desk is suffering. We don't have the uh, the responsiveness we need and uh, we'll come in and, and uh, do some basic lean training and do a series of continuous improvement projects or Kaizens. And what I like about that is uh, it's, it's straightforward. There's the, most of the, uh, the issues people are, are comfortable with talking about, uh, we can be somewhat transparent, at least with, at the team level and when we move the dial and we can actually show that some of the performance metrics of the service desk have improved one that gets the attention of leadership too when we can show productivity gains that's so important lean is not about cutting heads it's about uh, basically having getting greater productivity and effectiveness out of the existing resources we have so that starts to get people's attention when they start to realize now wait a second we We've got big growth coming up. We've got all kinds of, of, of issues in front of us. Can we take it on without expanding our workforce? And can we, uh, can we improve employee retention? Can we start to bring out uh, better results with our existing resources? So that's one area. Had a, an organization call up and say, uh, we'd like to do uh, uh, lean IT in cybersecurity, and I said, fantastic, let's get started. They said, well, one question, are you an expert in cybersecurity? <laughs> and I said, well, uh, not exactly. I've got a firewall at home and I, I use virus protection on my PC. <laughs> and they said, don't we need an expert in cybersecurity if we're gonna do lean IT in the field? And I said, no, on the contrary, uh, you can fill the room with with cybersecurity professionals. Uh, what, what I'll be doing is just sharing with you the process of Lean IT. And if you honor that process, you'll get the results. And uh, they put together a, a, a fabulous team. We honored the process. They got great results they created a methodology around a virus response that was was missing in the organization an effective one the the next time the event occurred they they nailed it and uh, boy it got the attention of everyone not just in IT but everyone in the organization
2: i think another key aspect to that cybersecurity analogy as well is you have to re- you have to react and react fast and that's another general principle that Lean brings is it's not just about value creation, it's how do I optimize the speed and velocity and throughput of value creation. Mm-hmm. How do I get to my end result faster? Yep. By eliminating all the non-value, non-necessary activities. Exactly. Right. So that's another good executive, you know, discussion. It's speed
0: to value by eliminating waste. Exactly. So here's a few questions I like to ask leaders. Uh, when they're kind of, they're semi-interested, they're sniffing around a little bit and they're saying, hmm, you know, maybe this is something we should kick the tires on, but we're not really sure. So i like to ask, well, quite honestly, are you getting the results you need and are you maintaining the ability to sustain those results? So can you hit all your targets, you're hitting your targets, and you can sustain those targets. Most organizations, if they're truthful, uh, they're not going to say, yes, we're green across the board. Uh, another question I'd like to ask is, are you able to attract and retain great people? And again, many organizations will say, oh, some of our great people we lose. It seems that the most talented people on uh, in in the marketplace obviously have many options. And if the environment is not one of discovery, of learning, a healthy, lean environment that really challenges people, they get bored uh, just fighting fires all day and solving pretty much the same problems over and over. Some are addicted to to the adrenaline of it, but many either burn out from it or just say there's got to be more and they want more inspiration from work. So those often work. Another great question uh, really around lean is, how do you people feel about coming to work and would they recommend your company as a great place to work? This is where we're starting to get near the nerve because lean is so much more about four key components. Leaders love to talk about results, but we need a, a culture of trust and respect we need a culture of continuous process improvement and daily team-based problem solving, and we need alignment of purpose. And those three things. When you focus on those three, the results follow. When you only focus on the results at the expense of the other three, you end up with perhaps an, a, an organization that's making it, and perhaps you're 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 uh, you're getting by, but you're certainly not optimizing yourself you're not taking advantage of of the lean principles so if i can i like to start at the executive level sometimes that door is closed particularly in the very large organizations it's maybe open 10 to 20 percent of the time then i find myself with the it leadership group and pretty much i'll start there because often there's a parallel effort lean it the, you know troy started this conversation off correctly when he said the business is saying look we're doing lean we're getting some success what's going on with it and uh, often it says we don't know if we want to sign up for this 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 is we're it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. We've already uh, put ourselves under a lot of pressure with our current commitments.
2: And Mike, can I pause you there for a second? Because the the business is often saying these things: uh, "IT, you cost too much, you're too dog slow, and we're just not seeing you know you be able to be agile enough to move as we need you to." AKA for business strategy. Which are all things that Lean is trying to help you with.
0: Exactly. And, you know, just last week I had the opportunity to talk to an executive group. And one of the things that caught their attention more than anything else that I shared was the fact that Lean is all about starting with a focus on quality and driving throughput, being responsive. And from there, a byproduct was a reduction of cost, as a unit of measure of work. In other words, we're gonna get more throughput and more work, more productivity uh, to the customer, internal and external. Uh, and they all paused because there was a mis- misconception that lean was about cost cutting. And when we start with, with that, that's not good. But George, to your point, whether we're speaking of to the, the senior executives at the C-level, the IT leadership or middle management, the message is really very, very similar. First of all, I always say, you know, somebody once, I'm not sure who exactly said this, but somebody once said, leaders and managers need to do the following. Eliminate waste, create flow, and teach others to do the same. So if our leaders and managers do not understand the core concepts of lean and what waste truly is, And the even deeper concept of flow and what flowing value means and the components to that, they're not in a position to teach and coach others. And the reason they need to do those things is because wherever I go, I've noticed three three things about leadership. Leaders have a clear vision of the goal. And often you'll see that that's not the missing piece. Leaders have a plan to deploy the goal. Often, they do have a plan to deploy the goal. However, number three is almost always missing, and that is leaders and managers set a behavior-based example for others to follow. And it's not fair to ask leaders and managers to set a behavior-based example when they don't know what that is. And that's kind of the missing link is... Uh, the the whole piece to lean is all about a behavior approach, going to Gemba as Troy was mentioning earlier, making problems tr- transparent, methodical problem solving, that kind of thing. So to get those leaders on board, which was really the 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 I I think the core. Uh, reason for our discussion today or the core focus of our discussion. There's really three, three steps that I think uh, companies can take. First of all, that assessment process that we talked early on about, get the leaders involved in that. They need to know about the assessment process so they are, are interested in the results. They need to know what it is and how it works and they'll be looking for the answers. After the assessment process, I'd say 60 to 70% of the, the time at least, companies want to go forward. They want to take the assessment and, and work on it. Have leaders, at least some of the leaders, participate in the analysis and planning step of, uh, of the work. So get leaders to get skin in the game. And then finally, use a rapid cycle deployment model for everything you do. In other words, things need to be cut up into bite-sized pieces of two to four weeks with deliverable results. If you turn it into a 90-day a or 180-day project, they lose interest. They won't stick around and they, they won't participate. So I, I think those three key things uh, can really drive buy-in from, from leadership.
1: That's a really good wrap-up given our time right now. Troy, do you have anything to say as, as we wrap up? Two quick things.
2: You know, we talk about continual improvement, but it's kind of a vague and fluffy thing for many people. I think Lean gives you a very concrete, easy-to-understand methodology approach. And maybe the methodology is the wrong word here. It's a thinking process to apply consistently to CSI and how to do it. And for me, there's really three questions that we need to be asking. What are we doing now that we need to stop doing? what are we doing now that we need to start doing and what are we doing now that we you know we could keep doing and we have to keep asking those three questions over and over again
0: good i like that very much
1: very good all right well once again the listeners to practitioner radio have wasted another 32 minutes <laughs> listening to george troy I hope oh it's not a
2: waste <laughs> oh
1: wait wait no mike <laughs> the smart guy was with us today right okay Mike was, Mike, Thank. I'm sorry, I'm being just a little smartass here. Mike, thank you very much. It was great. Oh,
0: you're you're welcome. It's my pleasure. You guys are great.
1: Very informative uh, for somebody like me who doesn't know uh, much about the lean side of things. Troy's much more well-informed than I am. All right. Well, thank you very much, Troy. Thank you, Mike Orson. And what was the name of that book, Mike? Lean IT? Is that the name of the book?
0: Yeah, Lean IT, Enabling and Sustaining Your Lean Transformation is the whole title. And it's 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 on Amazon and and it goes into great depth on everything we just talked about today and more. Perfect. Troy calls it the Lean Bible. All right, this
1: is George Spaulding signing off. Thanks. We'll see you again on the next podcast. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.